akin to splitting the atom, Ben and Ryan attempt to split their guests apart from their egos and explore the deep, ominous cave called vulnerability, attempting to shine a combined light on the treasures that hide in the dark. Without taking themselves and each other too seriously, they are engaging in conversation between themselves and with guests in a very own humorous way. We hope you enjoy listening to Spill Your Guests. All right, there we go. We're recording. There, this is it. We're, we're um, doing a podcast again. Um, the sound quality is going to be much better this time. It's glorious. Um, I've, got a, I've got a monitor um, and uh, Rai is using the iPhone. Which is, it's like we're in the same room. It's almost like we're in the same room, right? He's in Mexico. Oh, I'm yeah, still, yeah. I'm still in Ottawa. He's still in Mexico, um, and uh, yeah, we're here one week later. Look, this we're on a roll. Like this hasn't been, it hasn't been an entire year and a half and a pandemic between, uh, between our, <laughs> between our, our last episode. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are truly soaring and uh on the on this podcast like now that's one one committed listener who <laughs> who went through that year and a half gap and then was just like oh hey i'll check that out again <laughs> that is, seriously like that I, is a, a champion right there that is a champion like what do we have i think we have 12 plays wow we are we are on we are famous we are we are world famous 12 plays I bet you it's like, you know, probably somebody just. Well, English, <laughs> English, English Christian world famous. We got to narrow things down a little bit. Judeo-Christian, maybe. Judeo-Christian famous. We're not, maybe. we're not, we're not Middle East uh, Muslim world famous yet. We'll if get I, there. We'll if get I there. look at the analytics, let's see. We got, <laughs> we got 44% Canada, 2% Iran. Okay. Okay. So I'm sorry. 2% I'm wrong. Iran. I'm wrong. We are spreading like wildfire through the it's actually just 44 percent canada 35 the u.s nine percent germany that's all lada probably right just reading just just lada's just, mother <laughs> exactly yeah um maybe two percent iran two percent australia two percent ireland Less than one percent Egypt, less than one percent Poland, less than one percent Malaysia, less than one percent Denmark, less than one percent. Oh come on, Western Malaysia! Austria. I spent five months in Malaysia. They can't, they can't they boost get, it up a bit. They, you only got, you got less than one percent from that man. What, what, what were you doing over there? Followers. Where, why were you not advertising this podcast? That's, <laughs> that's absolute absurdity. Come on, like uh, I don't have a good track record in Malaysia, so yeah. You don't, eh? You're not. You're not a good promoter, and like I burned all my bridges. Promoter, <laughs> you burned all these bridges. That's the problem. Yeah, that's what I you did. Have to, yeah. You have to maintain relationships in life. You know, you have to. You have to put the work in. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to promote your fucking podcast and, and become world famous, right? You're you're just going to end up in this narrow scope. Where we were. Yeah. Where all well, these other. You're only you're only friends with assholes that like you because you're an asshole too. You know. Yeah, maintaining relationships is an interesting topic because traveling around is really, it's really hard to maintain the relationships. And I've, as of late, I've been warning people like I'm the type who you might not hear from for six months, but, but you will hear from me again at some point and we'll, we'll hop back right back into the conversation. I'm kind of like this podcast. You might, 
I might be gone for a year and a half, but you have to be okay with just jumping right back into it. Um, because otherwise it's like, I can't just keep going around the world to see somebody, to see people face to face over and over again. It's a bit ridiculous, um, but I do like keeping the connections. So yeah. that's one war one warning for people, anyone who wants to travel the world. It's like you leave a piece of your heart everywhere you go. So you're spreading yourself out beyond your true reach. And, you know, if you meet people and they have special connections, like even meeting Ben, right? Even meeting you. I don't get to see you um, more than once every couple of years, I guess. Yeah, at this point. if we're lucky, yeah. If and you're lucky. in Canada, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like as far as the world traveling goes for, for you, I mean, the fact that we've stayed this close and this connected is uh, it's a beautiful thing. Like you do put the work in, right? Like, and it's very easy, I think, to spread yourself so thin and just have just empty relationships everywhere you go because there's don't no time to, to, to let the roots grow and, uh, right. and, and, and have, and, 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 and then wash the fruits of the flowers bloom, right? Like it's uh it's really, it's a tough, it's a tough one to be. It's a tough one to do. Um, I think we, we really can't handle more than what five to 10 real more, more deep relationships in the first place. Like, when you're beyond it, when you're beyond that, you're kind of getting into your Facebook friends list or, or those who click on your Instagram posts, like, which is, those are none of the, almost none of those people are sustainable as actual close friends. That is your sort of virtual community, but it's not the same as like, but then again, I let you down a little bit because I didn't realize you had a broken arm, a broken wrist. <laughs> Oh, come on. I mean, <laughs> stuff like that. And how and can just, you know, you know yeah. how but, many kids do you have now? I, 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 <laughs> I wish, I wish, honestly, I wish, but I have zero. Um, basically, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's, it's good to have, you know, your few close. And then those, those who are not close is completely fine. You don't have to be close with everybody, right? You don't, you don't have like you it's okay to have acquaintances who just not necessarily even just their friends but they they're friends in the way that they support you they'll like your shit on facebook or like your shit on insta but uh but you know you, you can't necessarily call them up uh and uh and podcast with them you know like uh <laughs> but that's right it, it's funny you know we call this thing spill your guests yet like we have no guests it's just, <laughs> it's just you and me it's just it's, it just Spill Ben and Ryan, you know, it's Lotta, of course, there was Explorer Sex with Lotta, which was, uh, that was good, and, you know, but then it's just you, me, and Lotta, you know, like, uh, the three, three pegging musketeers, uh, uh, you, so then, you're the only, you're the only two that get the peg, and I'm just over here solo <laughs> on, in Ottawa. Well, maybe we should remind people, maybe we should remind people that, yeah, ultimately, there was a thought at the beginning that if people are interested in and they, they like what we're talking about, they can join in on the conversation and join in on an episode and sort of spill themselves a little vulnerably vulner, uh, with some vulnerability. And um, not like we would attack them and mock them or anything, but just for like, Oh gosh. Uh, to get an extra outside perspective from a couple people you don't, you didn't know before. Yeah. Uh, some new friend of yours. That's why we had, um, 
What's our email address? We, we still have it. It's spillyourguests at gmail.com. If you're interested, email us at spillyourguests at gmail.com. If you feel like you have something to say that you would like to say or whatever, it doesn't matter. You're allowed to, it's an open forum for any form of vulnerability whatsoever. Um, if you wanted to come onto this podcast and just say how fucking stupid we are <laughs> and, and like missing the point and like, you know, not listening to each other properly, then please come and tell us that's that would be an exposure of our vulnerability, right? Like that's what this is all about. Cause like I, when I do listen back and I do listen back on these podcasts, you know, it's more for me than I think for the world, obviously, but, uh, I think sometimes I don't listen to you properly, right? And I need to pay, I need to pay closer attention to, to being an active listener in our conversations. Yeah, but uh, I have a friend who I was talking on the phone recently with, and he, he talks really fast. And at one point I just said, hey, you know, you don't have to talk so fast. There, there's no rush. You could slow down. And he, he started thinking about it and he was like, yeah, well, Maybe I talk so fast because I worry that the person will lose a little bit of interest. And um, I'm just, there's something behind it that, that when people seem like they're selfish or they're not listening to you, there's really something, there's some kind of insecurity, there's something going on behind it. And the truth is that they are trying to communicate, but it's in their own way. And unless you kind of abruptly interrupt someone like that and just take them out of their normal pace of conversation and make them like actually hear the way they're talking or they listen to their own podcast like they go on a tv show or something a lot of people don't really hear that and for me i heard my own judgmental tone in the first few episodes like really heavy right or, or maybe even cutting you off a little bit um and i never felt like you didn't listen to me but i did feel like marijuana caused a disconnect and don't go there man don't go there yeah, i'm just kidding. let's not go there but, um, <laughs> no, you can go there i, I have a, i that, have something to say i have to i have something to say on that front but carry on carry on yeah if i felt like you weren't listening to me i wouldn't record a podcast with you i'll tell mm. you that much <laughs> yeah. I, I, you'd, be, I, you'd be the I worst person to record a podcast I, with ever I hear you. No, I hear you. My friend, and, he doesn't listen, so we're going to record a, a podcast every week. But, you know, Torture a, a for dialogue. an hour. Yeah, exactly. What kind of dialogue is it when, when you don't listen to each other? But right. um, I don't. I, I think I do listen to you, um, but I just feel like sometimes it's not with the intent to understand your side and how you're saying it in the moment right and so it's kind of interesting to me when i like think back on the podcast and you just sort of let it flow it's like well in the moment you're actually missing all these subtleties you know you can only pick up so much in a conversation with someone and that's i mean that's true of pretty much every conversation um i've been known to be a good listener like i have friends who know me as a good listener but i also have been known to be a completely zoned out like in listening and that's usually either a i'm highly stressed and distracted by something stressful and i can't get it out of my head or b i'm stoned like i'm fully stoned and just like in my own head and it's painful to watch you know and like if i uh yeah yeah if i look back on some of the some of the you know 
my issues it's been a lot a lot a lot of them have to do with just being being stressed or being stoned or both you know so um and not being able to be present for the people around me and and for myself either right like i'm not i'm i'm stuck in the past i'm like shitting on myself in the past in the moment yep okay so with someone right that really uh, reminds me of um my yoga teacher training and the trainer she was she spent a lot of time trying to help us understand that we should not go into a yoga class and project our own shit onto the class for example pick the music that we like or pick the poses that are best for us we have to sort of and it sounds so new agey and fucking ridiculous but you know hold space Hmm. Uh, i don't like that term but it really is a matter of and it's the same thing if you're if you're coaching somebody bringing your ego and pushing what you want onto them doesn't get anybody very far and i, I even saw that during the personal training um, coaching that i was doing i saw some people were trying to project their idea of their favorite workout on a client mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without without being like that's that's the exact opposite of what that that person needs that's what you need when you go home but not what they need so projecting Mm -hmm. bringing bringing your own personal projections into a conversation is quite dangerous and i I find a lot of people do it and i i definitely do it too but i try to be more aware of it but it would look something like talking really fast because you're worried that if there's a, a lull in the conversation that it'll be awkward so maybe you're just the type of person who hates awkward moments. Mm-hmm. So you just keep talking, you don't stop, or you don't feel like what you're saying is valid. So you just kind of keep pushing words out there mm-hmm. until some, something works. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you'll meet somebody who just kind of holds space or, or, or kind of lets, lets themselves be a mirror so you can see the way, you're, the way that you are and the way that other people are interpreting you mm-hmm. without judgment without being negative towards you just being a mirror helping you see that you don't have to project yourself in some certain way and if you are you're not really being your authentic self in the first place so why would we want to go around being a fake person like i i love ben the, the ben i met the real ben you know the ben that i could hang around with at night having a beer and he's he shouldn't you shouldn't change as we go as we're in a group you know there's probably people you know that are very different when they're alone with you and then when they're in a group they project project this whole different personality because they think that that's what others expect and then when they're alone with you all of a sudden you can connect to them again yeah Uh, there's lots of people like that they're they're completely change change their 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 way of being depending on depending on the environment and it's like they're not necessarily true to themselves and not genuine. yeah but it's and it but, causes you know, it's suffering like, it's for them. Me- yeah but it's a coping mechanism it's a whatever it might be you know if it's just an insecurity or you know a, a fear fear of being rejected or what it is it's uh it's it comes from a it comes from a place that is valid but i don't think that it is 
the yeah they they it takes a toll on them right it takes a toll on them to to probably you know shift shift their way of being just just to suit the whatever perceived needs of the group they're in are for sure so. and there's probably lots of people out there more than we think that were deadly shy when they were the young and then as they grew up they were just forced into socialization more and more mm. to the point you know to the point where in like business meetings they just had to figure out a way to get through it but maybe they didn't they just pushed themselves through it yeah but it was traumatic so socializing is like this minor trauma like almost coming to have a panic attack and so they might act really strange when they socialize and people might not think about how maybe when they were like 10 years old they could barely say a word they were so shy stuff like that yeah. right believe it or not i was very shy me too growing up i still am <laughs> i don't consider myself shy anymore at all but i do consider myself like an introvert an extrovert who came out of the who came out of the closet not sexual not sexual orientation wise but i was like a closeted extrovert where i was like, <laughs> i was like you know i was in i was totally repressing my extroversion for all throughout you know my childhood and up into up until my late teens and early kind of early 20s because my dad was an extrovert. I mean, sorry, excuse me. My dad was an introvert, right? So I kind of wanted to be an introvert and uh, didn't really realize I was an extrovert until he died. And then I embraced that and just embraced, you know, the essence of my life. And I mean, I, that took a toll on me as well, just because I, I was too much too soon. I didn't have like a healthy way of kind of coming into my own. And when I would get the negative feedback from the world, I didn't have a good way to self self soothe. And that's one of the main, that was actually, it, it ties into this ties me into kind of one of the, one of the like, topics of our discussion today or in our, in our podcast is just a follow-up to my experience going through this, what I consider to be a very serious breakup of a relationship um, because one of the things that I think really affected um, how she saw me was that I didn't have uh, like self-care skills. Like I didn't have a, a way to self, self-soothe. And she even would mention it like that. Like you don't know how to soothe your own emotions. Like you need to learn that, you know, like she would point these things out to me and I listened, I swear to God, I listened. And though, though maybe it took me some time, you know, for it to clue in properly, it's not like it went over my head. It went right in, right in, in, in my skull and into my essence. And I took that information and, and started doing the real work. Like, I know for a long time, I just, you know, pretended to do the work and like, and even still now, I find it very difficult. I like was screaming and crying just earlier today because I was thinking about the betrayal that I, because that I, uh, you know, that I committed um, 
and I don't mean infidelity or cheating or anything like that. That's just, that would just, that just not a thing. It was just when I was, uh, I was going through recovery and I was, you know, I was going to meetings, marijuana anonymous meetings, and I was just finally, you know, working, working through, working through my addiction, which is not an easy thing to do when you've been, you've been grooving yourself in an addiction for 10 years to a substance. It's not, I'm telling you, it's just not an easy thing to do. I mean, call my, call me weak if you want, I don't care, right? It's not an easy thing to do for a lot of people. And I see these people and I'm in the fellowship and, and a relapse is a real thing. Like, so I was 60 some days into sobriety and I was, my house was a mess my like there was dishes everywhere clothes weren't washed no laundry was done just everything was in shambles basically in my in my house in my apartment and um and i was at work and guess just getting stressed out every day at work working 10 plus hours a day and feeling all this stress and like a, a, a lack of control and just watching things go wrong and you know, like witnessing a bunch of screaming, getting yelled at. And one day on, I came home from on a Friday and I told her, sure. I said, I was just so anxious and like, I couldn't, couldn't relax. And I couldn't relax myself. I was talking to her. I um, basically told her like, I'm, I'm going to relapse. Like, like, I'm just warning you right now. Like I, what, 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 what like, what, what does it mean to you? if I go and I smoke weed right now, you know, and she was very upset, right? Very upset. And like, we had like an hour long conversation and, or, and then at the end of the conversation, she said, like, please, you, you can't do it. Like, don't do it. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. And then I did it. Okay. Yeah. Like I did it and um, after I did it, I told her I did it. I said, my love, I did smoke weed and she was so mad, you know, like she was just so mad. She felt completely betrayed, you know, she felt completely betrayed. And, um, and then I think that was when she lost trust in me. And, um, and like today, I just going through that in my mind and thinking, like, how come, how come I did that? Like, you know, like, how, how is it possible that I ruined this beautiful relationship with that simple act of betrayal, you know, like, it's, you know, one of those things where you just scream, you scream and you're, and you have tears streaming down your face and you're. And you're like, I can't believe I did that. I, I, I lost one of the best things that ever happened to me um, just because of that, you know? And it's just, it's, it's now, and then I had to take, I had to take a step back and think, think about it even more and think, yeah, so I did. Okay. So I did, but there wasn't, it wasn't, the reason I did it, it was almost, it's almost incomprehensible for someone else, you know, like, yeah, yes, I, yes, I, be yes, I betrayed 
her trust in that moment. Yes. But who I really betrayed in that moment was myself. Right. And, and doing that and having the, and, and the reasons for behind doing that are, are just because I didn't know how else to handle the, the, the feelings that I was having at the time. And I was just overwhelmed and in a, in a, in a, in a really bad, dark place of chaos, actually, even though I was over 60 days sober, I was just completely spiraling into nothing. It was all a part of my process and I needed to, because if I didn't, I wouldn't have been humbled the way I needed to be humbled. And I, I needed to do it. And what I really needed in that moment, when I, when I said to her, I, I'm going to relapse, wasn't, you know, I, I, I didn't want to be met with, you know, kind of an aggression and an anger toward me. Yeah. Because actually, at the end of the day, that just pushed me further into the feeling, you know, into the feeling of needing the escape. And what I needed was compassion, right? What I needed was support. And look, it's okay if you relapse, you know, like it's, it's, a, it's, it's a normal thing in recovery. And, and uh, like, I'm not going to hate you if you do it. I really don't want you to, but I'm not going to hate you if you do it, you know, something like that. So if it's okay to relapse, um, I'm curious if they're saying that, do you, does that give people an excuse to relapse? Like what would be stopping you from doing it today and then just heading? It's, it's not that it's okay to relapse. It's just that if you need to relapse and you relapse, like it's not going to serve you to beat yourself up. It's not going to serve you to have other people beat you up, right? Mm -hmm. That's what that's what it's all about, you know. Like it's that's that's what I needed in that at that moment is I just needed support and compassion. So then, what's your anger? I'm, what was I, the, the, I, is the anger towards her or towards yourself? The anger was toward myself, right? My anger was, how could I fuck that up? I'm such but an idiot. Don't All forget that smoke weed, right? And I'm beating that's myself up. That's a pattern. That's, that's a pattern, pattern you've been in in a long time, right? Yes, um, exactly. So, but that pattern leads to addiction because exactly it'll lead you to feel shitty enough about yourself it, to say, "Fuck it, why don't I just smoke weed anyway? I'm an it, idiot anyway." Exactly. Right? Exactly. You need to somebody. You need people to help you understand that that's not your true self. Self. that's your projection that's the story you're telling yourself it, yes and people who have done lots of work on themselves can remove themselves from the equation and maybe allow an addict to even hurt them but understand the source and the, the reasoning for it and understand that if if you just react as if somebody punched you in the face for no reason then someone who's addicted to something is not going to respond to, to getting yelled at ever. Exactly. It, it, it just doesn't work. It just exactly. doesn't work, but it's the it, most natural human reaction. So you it is. also have to come have compassion for her. I do. And that's for the thing doing is, that. I do. I have, oops, I think I'm making noise, but um, I do. And I have a lot of compassion for her on it. And actually 
I felt so bad, right? I felt so bad after I did it that that I couldn't even I I couldn't even leave my bed the next day, and uh, then I finally picked picked myself up my up off my ass and cleaned my entire house and. I mean, I, I was, I had relapsed. So then I was smoking weed and, you know, I had, I had gone through a lot of, a lot of forgiveness. Like I, 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 I like had to forgive myself and I had to, I had to apologize so sincerely. And I did, I, I was so sincerely apologetic toward her i went through that process with her and we did we did kind of like reconcile it and then i finally you know got myself back into meetings and off of it again and i was just i was just again on my on on my path toward recovery and it was just like look it's non-linear like i it's a non-linear process like you're not gonna be perfect every day and sometimes you're going to be overwhelmed and sometimes when you're overwhelmed you're going to fall into your old habit and you're going to and you're going to screw up and and like in that moment when i was met with her anger and her frustration for me like i think totally justifiable but not but not actually what i needed at the time you know and I think, you know, when you, when I look back on it and I, I scream at myself for it and I'm crying for, because I miss her so much and, and, uh, and I feel like gave up one of the best things that, you know, could happen in my life. And I'm, you know, nervous that I'll never have something as beautiful as what we could have had together. And I'll, no one will ever speak speak my language the same way and no one will have the same value system that I have like that and just and that it all came down to that one night of one night of betrayal where I betrayed myself and betrayed her for 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 relapsing on weed when I told her I wasn't going to do it and I still did it you know and it just it just takes me back to like you know I am an addict i am powerless over marijuana right and my life has become unmanageable and that's exactly what happened that night you know i was powerless over marijuana even even when i because i told her when i told her i wasn't going to do it i thought i wasn't going to do it and then i just couldn't i just it's like something some force came over me that said i got to do this you know You know, I got to do this. And, and like, it's I, so I need, easy I need to do. It. Yeah, it's, it's so easy to do. It's and, like uh, going to a casino or something these days. It's fun. And you're a celebrity when you walk in there. Well, exactly. You know, and it's like, and, but then, but then, you know, it's, and I don't want to, like, the reason why I did it, the results of what I got out of doing it long term were horrible. But in the short term, guess what? I felt better. I, everything that I was feeling that was twisted up inside of me just melted away. Right. And that's exactly what I was looking for. It was exactly what I was looking for. And it was, it's it's so impossible 
to explain that in a way that makes it seem like, you know, my betrayal came from a, came from a place that meant no harm. You know, it meant, I meant no harm. Like I really, yes, I betrayed you and I'm so sorry for it. But in a, in, in, a, in another sense, like when I really needed compassion and someone to say, it's okay. Like, I'm still going to love you if you relapse. And I didn't get that, you know, it was, it was like, she wasn't sure whether she could. And, and then, you know, then I, then I think further, I take a further step back and I think, you know what, it wasn't just that act of betrayal, you know, if she didn't have the compassion for me at that time, then there was already something missing, you know, that's, that's where I think I was at because Ooh, there you go. That's the end of that one. The microphone just fell. Um, <laughs> but uh, because, I mean, there were many times in the past when I needed it. I, you know, and she, and she was supportive of that. Like, if that's what you need to do, do it, you know? Like, I, I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm like, you're not, you know, I'm like, you know, I would, I would go through the motions of like, are you sure you don't think I'm weak or, you know, like pathetic for, for wanting this right now? And, you know, like I would say that and, I, and she was like, no, it, like if you do what you got to do and she still loved me and she yeah. didn't, she didn't vilify me for it. And then th th this time when she vilified me, it, it really got under my skin, right? And it, it, it freaked me out and it, and it made me need that relief even more. And it's not like it just wasn't going to work, you know, I mean, I just, she wasn't in a place, you know, in our, yeah, that was obviously we were long distance. She wasn't in a place to be able to kind of take the, take that stance again, you know, like, I think, I think she was out of patience in her, in her own stress, hadn't, ha hadn't seen her family in so long. And, you know, I think she was just worried that, you know, I would, I would fall into the hole and I wouldn't be able to be the, be a partner for her anymore. And, you know, in a sense, she was right, you know, like, in a, in a sense, she's totally right. But like, I, at the end of the day, she just wasn't willing to take this journey with me because I, self-care is a journey. And especially for me, it's a journey. It doesn't come naturally to me. And I'm, uh, I'm working on it. And she's got no more time to work on that with me and um it's over and so like that's the basically from 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 beginning to end it's just you know i had that huge feeling today of like almost extreme self-loathing and just being super pissed off at myself and then i went through all these steps to take to take myself back to like a more realistic place where it's not all my fault. I so these my are steps. Reasons. Are these the steps from marijuana anonymous? Um, not necessarily verbatim. There, like, verb like in, in marijuana anonymous, like you go back to what it's. You go back to pretty much to have the courage to control the things you can, um, and basically the acceptance of the things you cannot control 
and the wisdom to know the difference. So I, I accept, I cannot control what I did at that time. I did it, you know? And I was just, I was more just um, going through a, a reframing of it, like a different perspective of it that, you know, speaks, speaks more to, I guess, the holistic reality, Ryan, rather than this, th that simple act of betrayal that was not like, again, like wasn't like some sort of infidelity or sneak around or anything. Cause I obviously I told her right afterward too. I, I, I was honest about it and I didn't lie to protect my, I didn't lie to protect my image or anything like that. Like I was honest about it afterward. I didn't, you know, so it wasn't like this grand, you know, error in, in, in trust. But it was an it was enough to definitely set the set the tone in for the last bit of the relationship. And because because she didn't have, I guess, the capacity to to move on from that. Um, and it wasn't just that I think there were a lot of things and, and I just the, the the reframing of it is just that it's it ended up being a two-way street like even that of even that night of betrayal was a two-way street like i was desperate and freaked out and it's impossible to really understand my experience from my perspective on my you know past my 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 enormous struggle i had at work in all of january you know January was so hard coming, coming back from Christmas break and doing what we had to do on my, at my job. And I had to run and chase and get yelled at and, and deal with people who were so mad and frustrated and didn't have healthy outlets and would take it out on me and bully me and make fun of me and, you know, get rises out of me and, and laugh at it later. And just, I was, I was in like a almost schoolyard bully environment, you know, and yeah. every day, every day I would take that in and absorb that like a sponge. And I, you know, I wasn't doing my normal thing, which is build up this like fuzz, this fuzz layer of fuzz using marijuana. So it just didn't, it, it didn't affect me. It was every day I would just absorb this like a sponge and spend my evenings like, you know, kind of going through it all in my head again and again and again and it wasn't healthy right and I was just I hit a, I burst I burst it's not like I blame work it's me my inability to self-soothe which is what you know she pointed out to me and I listened like I listened and understood that and I understood how that was affecting the relationship and I I listened to her, how I betrayed her trust and I, I, I apologize so sincerely. And I, I just like, I look at it again from that perspective. And I think I did everything I could within the framework of my mental capacities at the time. And I can't beat myself up in this relationship. I can hold my head high and I can say I did the best I could. And it's true. And maybe the best I could wasn't what she needed at the time but it was the best I could and I think that with a little bit more you know 
time and space, um, we could have rebuilt it and we could have made it beautiful. Um, but that long distance just really was tough. Like, right. It's just really tough when, when you're working on something big in your life. And, um, I, but I so appreciate her for motivating me in the way she did and, 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 and like getting me to see things in, 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 in these patterns. Cause no one had put that, no one had was intimate enough with me on an emotional level to, to kind of show me what I needed to see. And I was too, I'm, I'm too much in my own head to see it myself. Right. And I, but I'm, I listened and I just, I just like, I, again, I think it's, it's, uh, I went from beating myself up to soothing myself today just by reframing how I thought about it. Right. So I just, I think that today was a, a big day for me in, in a, my recovery, let's say, cause this is all part, it's all ties in. It's all, it's all inextricably linked and also just dealing with the breakup, you know, like, I think, and I'm not, I'm not, I, this is just my biased opinion. I think it was a mistake to break up. I think we had the communication, we had the willingness, we had all the pieces we just needed to put them together and do the work. And like, I was willing to do all that. And I think that, you know, once we put that together, you just get this beautiful, beautiful, like mosaic of life that you can build, build off of. And maybe I'm being overly poetic and whatever, but like, you know, when you, when you share, when you share a value system with someone and you share a level of compassion with someone and you are supportive of each other's, you know, mental, mental health struggles and, um, aware of their traumas and connect on that level. I think it's so rare and so beautiful that it's a shame not to, uh, not to foster it. Now yeah. that's just maybe me being fully biased and maybe even a little bit like egoist about it. Like that, I think maybe, you know, that, it, you know, it's going to be hard for her to find somebody else who will, who's open to the, that, that layer of existence. That might just be, you know, me thinking, you know, it's a rare thing to find me, you know, but but uh, it, it, I, re I really truly think that that we that that something really beautiful was given up, and uh, and it, and, it, and it wasn't like I mean I, I could say I'll say it I, I just don't think it was the right decision for her to make. Yeah, I'll say it. 
I mean, it was the right decision for her in a short, from a very like short-sighted perspective, but long-term, I think it wasn't the right decision because. Yeah. But you don't get to make, you don't get to make that decision. I don't No, I don't. Right. That's why I'm very like a little bit sheepish when I'm saying the only thing, (laughs) the only thing you'd get to do is to prove that you can bring more of yourself to the relationship than you did in the past because that amount that you didn't bring or that you were disconnected whether or not it was from addiction whatever it was from it wasn't there and that was something she couldn't ever hold on to but you're correct in saying that if there were more empathy or understanding perhaps it would have been something that could be repaired a bit easier but um, relationships are also sort of part of, you know, that's why we have younger relationships that uh, like almost every single one fails. If we didn't have any, it would be a bit of a mess. Like there, there are learning. I'm not just saying your relationship was like a learning process or whatever, one step towards your true partner, but it's more that, um, they give us a huge opportunity to learn things and not repeat them. But we, you know, the universe is unconditional. So yeah, if you want to repeat a pattern of behavior, you can do it until the day you die. You can be miserable. You can feel like you're living hell on earth or heaven on earth. That's unconditionally your option. Um, But from what I've experienced, learning from a relationship um, has made my latest, like has made, caused an evolution rather than devolution in relationship quality. Um, But I, I, I see where you can say that because you're hoping, I think the way you're saying that is you're hoping that those words will somehow make it into her mind while she'll go, oh, I didn't have to, I didn't have to break it off. I needed, maybe, maybe I could have said, let's, yeah. take, let's take a break. Maybe let's, I need time to think about it. I need a bit of space, even though I'm near, I'm in the same city as you or something, but right. I understand that. But no, I know. You, some you, people can't, yeah. some people can't, they just have to completely detach or they, they'll be in a pattern of, some sort of energetic connection that they just they they're draining themselves mm. being attached so mm-hmm. maybe that was just the only solution she could come up with that felt like it would restore her ability to like um, have enough energy to focus on things for herself or whatever she felt she was sacrificing mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's okay to say that but again it's not going to change anything the only thing you can change is yourself which you're doing but you can't you also you can't burden anybody else with expectation because if you expect if it's not a movie right it's not that you you get you clean up your apartment everything's nice and you accidentally run into her in a restaurant and and, you know the, the final scene is you guys rekindling your love affair it doesn't work like that no no it doesn't work um, like that. no 
no, you move on. You have to move on. Like, and you move on in separate ways. And that's, that's just what's going to happen. Right. And, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Part of me by saying what I'm saying, it's like, I, you know, that, that, <laughs> that, oh, I think she made a mistake. And, you know, like, if, no, no, if, I know. And you're, you're, not I, the type, you're not the type to be, you're not yeah. the type to throw words out there like, oh, that person's an idiot. You're very careful yeah. about considering other people. So I know, I, I know you're yeah. saying it very, lightly <laughs> i am because I, I don't think there I, I do not think um, actually i've i really and i i've mentioned this many times to her i think she's brilliant like in, but, in so many ways but at the I, same time like it's just it's, and it, it's it's self-serving for me to say what i've said because but serve yourself for exactly okay. i'm a lot that's, serve that's it so to serve myself you're I'm learning gonna, that, i'm right? gonna say i am learning that to serve myself in this one i'm gonna say it was a mistake to break up with me because it's it's rare to find someone like me who's open and willing to listen and learn yeah to grow and and, and, and in such a real way, in a genuine that's way. Very, that's very different from the past, Ben, who I might have heard say, I'm a piece of shit. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm a piece I of shit. Know. I betrayed her. I smoked weed. You know? I'm the, I ruined the relationship. I wasn't able to step up. You know? And you know yeah. the best way to trigger you to say those things about yourself is to just simply give you a compliment. It doesn't <laughs> matter what the, what the compliment is there's this automatic reaction that, that I did in the past. I noticed in you, it doesn't matter what it was like. You biked even, across the country. Well, oh, I, did, yeah, well okay. I smoked weed every day and I just, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, right. But you know, you know, there's people, yeah, you know, there's always something, but it didn't have to, it, it didn't matter what it was related to. It was acknowledgement, allowing yourself to acknowledge a compliment is been very difficult for you. And, and before we started the podcast, hearing you without even anybody giving you a compliment, complimenting yourself and forgiving yourself is a huge thing. And, and even the last podcast, I heard a different way of speaking about yourself. I'm not saying you had to go through this breakup to do it, but you had it's, to go through something, man. I had something to go through like something. That. I did. Well, you know, I've been just do. I've just been exposing myself to all this, all these things that that are helping me reframe and understand that this self care thing is a journey, right? Like, and it's okay to go go on this journey, and it's never too late to go on this journey. And I don't need to beat myself up for finally taking the journey now, or you know, like, and or finally going to MA now and when I was oh, how come I didn't go earlier you know but I go I'm going now I'm doing it now and it's not too late and I can't control that it wasn't earlier you know that's not within my control and what is within my control is how I carry forward with this journey and it is a journey and I mean in a in a in, a, in another self-serving way I'll say I express that to her that this is a non-linear journey and we have to be on board with it for each other if if not then that's it like i'm into this in a big way and if you're not willing to accept this as a journey and that that we're working toward you know something beautiful um 
and that something beautiful isn't a destination, but it, it is the journey itself, then I guess that means we have to break up. And so we have. And so I have to find a way to self-soothe and apply all these self-care principles to myself so I don't, you know, put myself through dragging myself through the mud. Why do I have to drag myself through the mud? I don't need to do that anymore. I don't need to feel guilty. Don't have time for that. I don't have time for that, right? How come I? How come I've given myself so much time for that in my in the past, you know, fifteen years of my life? Why? I don't have time for that, you know. I lay awake at night instead of sleeping and and, and restoring myself. I'll just beat myself up in my head, you yeah. know. I'll think about whatever it is, if it's even suicide, you know, like, yeah. and what the fuck am I, what the fuck do I have time for that for? How can right. I have time for that? You're going to die anytime. Why do you have time to, to sit there and think, oh, well, I'm so, I'm so, but you know what? You learn things as you go. You do learn them and, it, you, and you don't need to scrape yourself to learn things. You don't need to. I, I just, I feel like, you know, I, I, I don't know where I learned how to learn, but it's, uh, I, 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 I typically shatter myself. Right. So, um, anyway, right. I've, uh, I've, I'm, I've, I think I've said my piece on this one. I think this is breakup part two. At the same, I, I it's gonna be two of two, <laughs> two. I think, yeah, that's what I mean. Break up, break up, part two of two. I think there's not gonna be a part three for the podcast. Um, I know it's gonna be weeks and weeks to come that I'm gonna feel this because because at the end of the day, my love is real. My love is tremendous, and my love is real, and that's that's what that's what hurts the most right and um and you know what i pat myself on the back because i'm capable of that love and i was talking to my friend and he was saying because he had a similar experience with someone um in his life and he loved her tremendously and like it was almost at the same pattern except almost more more maybe more dragged out and maybe less, less honest and open communication because it's like, you know, walk on an eggshells for an entire year, you know, and placating for an entire year and worried that you're going to say the wrong thing for an entire year in, in, in a long distance relationship and then having it finally end, you know, and, yeah. and then, you know, him, him saying like, and now I know that I'll never be able to love like that again, you know, it's like, well, well, I, I felt that way. And that's the last time I will ever feel that way because I am now I'm incapable of allowing myself to feel that way again at risk of all that hurt, you know, and that's not where I want to be. Like, I don't think that I need that you need to be that way. I think that is a way and I can understand fully why that's valid for him. I understand that fully, but for me, 
that's not valid. Like for me, that's, that's not, that's not how it's going to be. Like I've, it's the opposite. In fact, it's, I've learned that I can feel that way. Therefore I can feel that way again. You know, that's the way it is for me. It's like, if so, that's why I pat myself on the back for having the love that I have and like my soul. Yeah. Because I think, I think that's really well said because if you start applying filters to the relationships you can have in life so that they equal safe love without mm. a risk, without mm -hmm. any danger, you're going to have your blinders on so deep that you're probably going to create a codependent relationship where the other person's looking for that safety too. But, but unconsciously you're going to ignore certain things. They're going to ignore things and it's not going to be a true relationship. It's going to be codependent. It's, it's really just something you do so that you know you, you won't be hurt because your ego is scared of being hurt again. But living life, to live life is to be hurt. To get a dog is to have the dog die. To have parents is to have the parents die. To live is to die. You don't live without dying. It's, and if you associate death with pain, you associate all these things with negative things you never want to happen, you end up being somebody who never wants to admit what's going to happen to you because you are going to die too. And it might be painful. But aren't you happy you're living right now? Can't you pursue a happy life right now and be okay with what that the fact that hard things might be coming, especially if you if hard things like this happen and you you live through them, you learn through them, you transcend above them, but you include the knowledge that you gained, and your life is more full and you're more capable of loving, you're more capable of being empathetic for others because you understand deeper what others go through. And then maybe down the road, you can get so deep to being somebody who could maybe sit with someone who's dying and help them be more at peace with what's going on, rather than just having our blinders on to everything bad that can happen in life and putting, you know, bumpers on everything, hmm. putting uh, training wheels back on. You have to embrace it all. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot bubble wrap the hardships in life hardships in life yeah like you you can't have I, extreme extreme sports without extreme injuries you can't have anything of excitement without risk like it's all part of the deal it's all, it's, all part a, of the deal. it's 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 part of the universe and if you see the universe in the way i see it which is unconditional i don't see somebody some deity or whatever it is applying conditions to their love I see all options available, good, bad, and the other. And it's up to us to express our love in the true sense that we want to express it consciously. And once we're doing that, we're incapable of hurting others truly. Like we're, you're not going to kill somebody consciously. Usually, you know, it won't be a premeditated thing. It'll be some act of, 
you know, maybe you were on drug, maybe you had addiction, there was something unconscious in your life that led you to do that. But to truly consciously kill somebody would be a pretty ridiculous thing, in my opinion, unless you're protecting a, a, another life. But that's, that's not the greatest example. It's more just to say, the more conscious we become, the less the rules of society need to apply because we know what the truth is, the ultimate truth, and we don't have to have somebody tell us how to behave. And, it, and in a relationship, if society tells you to behave or if the movies you watch tell you to behave, I'm sorry to say, but you're living an unconscious relationship. You're not living, a tr you're not being true to that relationship. You're just applying what, what external forces tell you is a relationship. Exactly. Exactly. You're not being true to yourself. You're not. You're... And you're not going to get what you're looking for. <laughs> and no. you're always going to be disappointed or angry or blame it on somebody else. Blame it on them. They're shitty. They cheated, whatever. But ultimately, you have to look at the things you've done. And this is where I see you looking at your what you brought to the relationship and, and the parts maybe that you didn't bring because you were going through a really hard time and you needed more empathy and compassion and entering the relationship in the first part is where the danger started because perhaps you weren't aware that you weren't able to a hundred percent join that relationship mm -hmm. because you didn't have the self, you didn't have the sense of self and the confidence to survive the hardest of times and the times when you felt like a piece of shit and you had a safe, you essentially had safe love to go to, AKA marijuana, AKA whatever else it is, alcohol, um, a sedative, whatever drug people take. Mm. That's, your, that's your safe love because you don't even have to have a conversation with it. It's simply there and it makes you feel happy and safe. Every time. But it's not going to help you grow. It'll keep you in the exact same spot. You know, just keep you pulled back. So every, every moment you don't grow is a missed opportunity, right? Yeah. In, anyway, I mean, well said, well said, uh, well said there, Rye. I mean, uh, that was a bit of a, a bit of a, a rant in the wrong direction because I was, I was talking I, about too many uh, things, but I was, I tried to get, try to get back to you stuff. circled back. You circled back. Yeah, I, I but, think you're uh, all but, right. And, but it's yeah. any, your relationship with a woman is also, you, you don't just have a relationship with your partner, right? You have relationships with everybody. So how you apply that, how you bring yourself to that relationship, you're going to bring it to your work the same way to your exactly. parents, to your friends. Exactly. And those relationships will suffer too. Exactly. So it does exactly. apply. It, yeah. it applies. It does. It applies or to your everything dog. in your life. You start beating your you dog because you blame your dog for, you know, pissing in the in the apartment because you were too drunk the night before to even realize that you hadn't let them out. Right. You know, like that's an example of a relationship with an animal that you, you weren't fully committed to. I'm sure Stuff that, like I'm that. Sure that <laughs> happens. I'm sure that happens. And they start, you know, they like to blame the uh, blame the other. For the instead of looking into their but, but you themselves, don't, you and, don't and blame, say, and they don't need to blame. You don't you say, just need to understand. You don't say, I'm not getting a dog.
because they always piss in my apartment. Right. If, if you say I'm not getting a girlfriend who, because she might cheat on me, it's the same way as saying I'm not getting a dog because they might piss in the apartment. No, you keep your apartment, you, you take care of your dog so they don't piss in your apartment. Now you take care of your, you take care of your relationship. You relationship. take care of your relationship so, you, that so doesn't the cheating happen again. doesn't even yeah. have to be an option. It doesn't have to happen again. And, and also like, yeah, you know, so, so you, you loved and you lost. It doesn't mean that you can't love again. It really doesn't. And I, I think, in fact, for me, it's like I've learned, I've learned more how to love than I ever, ever thought I ever could ever know, right? Because I was chained to the joint, and the joints were chained together. So I was basically chain smoking joints. No. <laughs> uh, Ron, you don't have I'm, to remind I'm, me, man. I <laughs> but uh, okay, brother, I, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I'm doing, I'm doing good stuff and, you know, like I'm trying to, you know, look into the world and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm good. I'm strong. I'm proud. I'm smart. You're smart. Lots of people around us are smart. Everybody's experience is valid. Um, yeah. If you want to, if you want to contribute to our podcast, do not hesitate to reach out to spill your guests at gmail.com. Um, we'd love or to have even another guest. Just- or Re- just to suggest a topic. Just to so you even don't suggest have to- a topic. You don't have to be on it. Just tell us what to talk about. We'll roll with it. Exactly. And as Ryan said, yes, yes. And and look, yeah, look, no one's looking for the spotlight here. We're all just trying to listen with a tent. I just cut Ryan off there. I, I feel bad about but we're not here to interrupt or, or, <laughs> or put, put words in each other's minds or hearts. You bastard. <laughs> never, never talking to you again. Never. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to end this. I'm podcast. never going to talk to anybody yeah. again who cuts me off <laughs> because then I won't meet anybody who, you know, is dangerous for me that way. That's, that's the kind of, that's, that, yes. I'm not trying to be, I am a very if, judgmental person. So I sound aggressive saying, but my but, like, point is yes. that that is, if you apply that method of thinking to everything in your life, you're narrowing everything down to nothing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but then you don't you don't need to apply. You can maybe apply that things to certain things, like, you know, I'm not going to leave my car door unlocked downtown because then it'll all the shit inside will get stolen. Okay, well, fair enough. Don't leave your car door unlocked ever again downtown. But you know, because I loved somebody, somebody, and I got hurt, I'm never going to be able to love somebody oh, again. Oh, yeah, I'm not That's saying just, don't you take know, it don't take certain, educated it, guesses. Like it's, we it's, do that here. Yes. In in Mexico, we don't go at two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night downtown just because, you know, statistically things are a little bit different at that time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying don't avoid nothing just to go out like crazy. That's why I say do it consciously. You have to be conscious it, about what 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 you're deciding, you know, you know to to omit in your life and and uh, and 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 reject yeah. reject as a possibility, right? And that's because... how I quit smoking because I smoked a cigarette consciously. That's all it took. And everybody else wants you to stay unconscious if you know there's money to be made. But I read a book called Easy Way to Smoke Stop Smoking by Alan Carr. And I was almost a pack a day to zero immediately because I consciously smoked a cigarette and you can't consciously smoke a cigarette. That's the most interesting thing. I don't know if it applies to a joint too. That goes a lot deeper because it affects your, your thinking patterns. You know, uh, um, a cigarette's maybe just a little bit euphoria, but 
to consciously, and people apply that to eating too, right? If you consciously look at what you're eating and really just be present with what you're doing and it's wrong for your body, for you, you're going to reject it. And you can just apply that. Maybe try, if somebody's listening, try applying that to things in your life. Do something consciously. And if it feels wrong, your soul is rejecting it then maybe you're not doing the right thing. Maybe you're just serving your unconscious or your uh, insecurities or something somebody as, as a kid told you you needed to do. All right, my I rant think, is done. I like that. I really like the way, the way you put it. I really, and it's funny because, you, yeah, like, uh, no, I can relate to that in a lot of ways. I mean, especially when there, the times that I did smoke cigarettes, you know, it felt totally wrong and i don't know why i still did it um and the times that i smoked joints i mean it became it became this beast but at the same time when i when i would do it consciously i would know in my heart that this is this is wrong you know i don't need to roll up this plant into a you know paper and smoke it like this is i'm when i'm being conscious and aware of what this is and how it came here and came to be and you know, the butane, the lighter and, and uh, you know, the spark, mm -hmm. the flame, you know, the sensation of the smoke going through your trachea, you know, down deep into the, you know, alveoli of your lungs, into the clouds, leaving behind the same residue you see in the joint filter paper in your lungs and in your body. And you're like, <laughs> what am I doing? This, this doesn't make any sense. Why would a human being, why would, why would any living creature with all, with the, the miracle of breath and the miracle of life be putting this gunk into their body, you know? And it's just, yeah. and it's like, you know, it does, it does have an effect on, on, uh, on your decision-making going forward. And but, yeah. Uh, so but, it also yeah. re removes the need for, for willpower. So those with little, those who suffer from not having much willpower to quit smoking, for example, the conscious method probably works better because anybody you meet who says, oh, I'm trying to quit smoking, I'd say 95% of those people will not. Maybe 100%. Because you're doing it, they're going about it the wrong way. It's more, you have to be like, why did I smoke in the first place? Mm. And then you but can't, it, mm -hmm. you have to answer that question. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. I think I'm honestly, right. Um, I've got to go now. Yeah. And um, I, I got to go I, too. I, 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 I love you, and um, I appreciate. I love you. Too, I appreciate yeah. this uh, this time again in this podcast today. Um, we'll publish it. I better remember to take out the name drop that I dropped. And send um, some love out to whoever's listening too. We love you too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, thanks for our, making our, it so our far. twelve our twelve listeners. Yes, I we love you, bad. I'm not being hey, sarcastic. Man, that's 12, 12, twelve listeners. Souls. Twelve that's listeners is twelve us. people. Twelve experience. Twelve different experiences. Twelve valid, completely valid experiences. And like, I love them all. They're you know, again, drop a drop us a line. Spare your guests at gmail.com. Tell us what to talk about. We'll talk about it. 
um tell us how tell us what we're not tell us what not to talk about tell us that we don't have the right idea about how to quit smoking tell us that i'm you know that, <laughs> that i don't understand my relationship tell me whatever i don't i don't mind we're vulnerable and we're exposed and um and that's okay no no we're not we're smarter than you so we're not gonna listen we're, we're telling gonna you your we're telling you how to think that's how why the world is. we're doing this we're trying to tell people how to live their lives and that's better because we're better than them and and of course you're a holistic life coach you you know yeah, how to you yeah. know how to live life holistically. i'm the coach which makes you what you're the coached I, mean, I don't know coach i yeah. might be coached or i i don't know if i'm like the water boy or like i the... think i'm probably more the water boy <laughs> <laughs> if we were in a room i would my chair would be higher than yours for sure oh, just so you know that i'm the coach oh my god absolutely i would be cleaning your chair before you sit down and polishing your shoes that's yeah, what i would yeah. be doing you would bow at I least would bow. i would bend over <laughs> i would bend over <laughs> <laughs>